Hey guys, how's everybody doing? And welcome to the third episode of the first season of AI Times. AI Times is hosted by me. My name is Somya Deepnandi, and I welcome you all to the third episode where I'm going to be talking about a concept which is known as meta learning. Let's begin. Now, as we know that deep learning over the last few years has shown immense amounts of success in various fields and is continuing to spread its wings. But one of the major issues with training any kind of traditional neural network is the requirement of massive amounts, colossal amounts of data, and using this data to perform many iterative updates across many labeled examples. Okay. These are the major issues that lies with training any traditional neural network model. And now let's look at an example. Let's look at a classic example of cats versus dogs classification. Now, although over the last two decades, we have uh, made our models better and better to increase uh, the accuracy, but the fundamental problem that I mentioned above still exists. But we need loads of data to get a decent accuracy. We need massive amounts of labeled dogs and cats to get a decent accuracy. But how do humans, if we think it, think about this for a moment, how do humans classify them with much lesser examples? Now, let's say that all of a sudden you are shown two pictures of two animals, which are visually distinguishable as a cat and as a dog. Now, I'm pretty sure that any normal person can get a decent accuracy in less than 100 examples. Now, how does this happen? Now, what happens is that uh, we humans over uh, several years, we have understood the basic structure of animals. We know how to extract features such as shape, hair, tail, body structure, etc. In short, what we have done is that we have mastered the art of learning to learn. Okay, that's what meta-learning aims at. What meta-learning aims is to basically learn to learn. Now think about it, learning how to learn and generalize the AI to many different scenarios with minimum amounts of data. Okay, this is what meta-learning aims in doing. Now you could say that isn't transfer learning doing the same thing? Well, of course it has been doing the same thing, but it has gone kind of in the right direction, but it cannot get us far enough. Now it has been and now what meta-learning suggests is that we have to frame the problem at two levels. Okay, the first is the quick acquisition of knowledge within each separate task that is presented. Okay, the quick acquisition of knowledge by the model within each separate task which is presented. Now, this process is guided by the second process, which involves a slower extraction of information learned across all the tasks. Now, next is the learning of the metaparameters. Now, one way to learn would be to make the use of the famous backpropagation algorithm. Now, what we can do is that we can backpropagate gradient of a meta loss along the entire training process all the way back to the initial weights of the model. Now, backpropagating the meta loss through the model gradients involves computing derivatives of a derivative, that is, computing the second derivatives which can be computationally intensive what i mean by that is this process actually adds to the complexity of a meta learning model 
Now, according to popular deep learning frameworks like PyTorch and TensorFlow, these frameworks actually provide these functionalities. To get an error value, we can simply compare the predictions of our model to the ground truth level. Okay, we can do this. To get the error value, we can compare the predictions of the model to the ground truth level. We can also and we, we also uh, require an indicative measure of how well our meta-learning model is performing, that is uh, the training model itself that we are using. Now, one way to find the meta-loss, what we, one way to find this loss can be to combine the losses of the model that we compute during the training. Uh, now, one possible way of combination can just be uh, summing up these losses. We can use optimizers like stochastic gradient descent, RMS prop, Adam optimizers and other kinds of optimizers can be used as meta optimizers and we can sum their losses up to update the parameters essentially which is the learning part of the algorithm. Now there are three main steps that are included in the meta learning process. Okay, The first process, the first step is the inclusion of a learning sub model. The second process is a dynamic inductive bias and the third step is the extraction of useful knowledge and experience from the metadata of the model. Now the first process inclusion of a learning submodel. We need to include a submodel because that's from where uh, the training model is going to be learning from. Now the second uh, step is a dynamic inductive bias. Now, let me tell you what an inductive bias actually is. Uh, inductive bias of uh, inductive bias can be uh, set as a set of assumptions. Okay, uh, inductive bias of a learning algorithm can be uh, considered as a set of assumptions that a learner uses to predict outputs given inputs that it has not yet encountered. Now, what happens in machine learning is that in machine learning, one aims to construct algorithms that are able to learn to predict a certain target output. That is what an inductive bias is. Now, altering this inductive bias of a learning algorithm to match the given problem, this uh, this is what can be done. Like we can alter the inductive bias of a learning algorithm to match the given problem, and this can be done by altering certain key aspects of the learning algorithm, such as the hypothesis representation, heuristic formula, or parameters. Now, there are several different approaches that exist. Okay, that's how we can create a dynamic inductive bias. This dynamic inductive bias is essential in meta learning. All right, now the third step is the extraction of useful knowledge and experience from the metadata of the model. Now, metadata consists of knowledge about previous learning episodes. Okay, the previous learning episodes, the knowledge, the, the knowledge from these learning episodes, metadata actually has. Okay, and this can be used very effectively to develop an effective hypothesis for a new task. All right, the information uh, from the previous learning episodes can be used to develop an effective hypothesis for a new task. Now, this is a form of inductive transfer as well. Now, what AI, what an AI can do is that an AI can master some really complicated tasks, but they require huge amounts of data, massive amounts of 
data to do it and uh, generally an AI what happens is that generally an AI is very is really is like really terrible at multitasking so it's very important for the AI agents to learn how to learn in quotes to learn how to learn to gather more knowledge and become much more efficient now let's discuss types of meta learning algorithms that are currently found in the meta learning literature let's do that now there are different types of meta learning algorithms the first type is the optimizer type meta learning the second is the few short learning third one is meta learning applied on matrices and the fourth one is model agnostic meta learning i'll include one more type and i'll include it after model agnostic meta learning now let's begin with optimizer meta learning now what optimizer meta learning does is that uh, this approach actually focuses on optimizing the entire neural network to accomplish a task to better accomplish a task now usually uh, multiple neural networks are used in this process and one neural network is responsible for the optimization of the hyperparameters of several other neural networks to improve its performance or one more uh, neural network to improve that neural network's performance now uh, there's a paper the title of the paper is actually hilarious uh, and the title of the paper is uh, learning to learn by gradient descent by gradient descent i'll repeat one more time learning to learn by gradient descent by gradient descent you can look this paper up if you wish to now this paper is actually actually comes under optimizer meta learning okay now what this paper does is to improve the performance of a gradient descent now the move from uh, hand designed features to learned features in machine learning has been uh, widely successful over the years but in spite of uh, this what happens is that the algor optimization algorithms are still being designed by hand what uh, this paper does is to show how the design of an algorithm can actually be cast as a learning problem think about this the design of an optimization algorithm can be cast as a learning problem allowing the algorithm to learn to exploit structure in the problems of interest in an automatic way okay so that uh, the learning algorithm this learning algorithm which is which is the design of an optimization algorithm can be used to exploit the structures in the problems in an autonomic uh, in an automatic fashion okay it will automatically exploit all these structures by considering the learning uh, all these structures now the learned algorithms is implemented by LSTMs which outperform normal handwritten designed uh, optimization algorithms and are also can also be generalized to new tasks with similar structures now uh, what uh, they have, the authors of the paper have done is that they demonstrate this on a number of tasks including several uh, complex uh, convex problems training neural networks and styling uh, different images with neural art okay you can look this paper up if you want to i'll once again repeat the name the name is learning to learn by gradient descent by gradient descent this is uh, one type of algorithm the next type is called few short learning now a few short learning is a superset of many up and coming algorithms like uh, one shot learning and zero shot learning now i'm not going to go into details of uh, what one shot learning and zero shot learning is because i already have a blog post on it 
if you if if you want to read the blog post you can contact me i'll provide you with the link now uh, this can be uh, the few shot learning technique can be uh, the future of ai as it actually aims to learn by looking at only minimum amounts of data and examples just like what i have mentioned in the very beginning of the podcast that it can aim to learn by looking at only a minimum amount of data or examples now analogously what actually we humans we try to do is that we deduce uh, how something works by looking at it one or looking at it once or twice okay that's how as how many times we look at a problem and we decide how to solve this problem now few shot learning also aims to do the same thing and is a pop, very popular meta learning algorithm now there are two papers the the for name of the first paper is memory augmented neural networks and the name of the second paper is one shot generative models i'll repeat the name of the two papers if you wish to look it up you can the name of the first paper is memory augmented neural networks and the name of the second paper is one shot generative models now these two papers come under this category of few shot learning now there are many approaches that are used in uh, few shot learning but uh, the most famous of all these approaches is the uh, well known ones uh, which is actually generating pseudo examples to improve learning generating pseudo examples to improve learning this is one of the much more well known approaches for few shot learning now the second uh, the third actually the third meta learning approach is meta learning applied on matrices now this approach basically aims to find a metric space in which learning is more effective and efficient okay this is where it fits on also it can be it can also be said that uh, the meta learning applied on matrices this approach is actually a subset of few shot learning it can be said now the fourth type of algorithm it's a very important and very recent algorithm it's called model agnostic meta learning now this has been introduced very recently the initials are m a m l if you want to look it up m a m l model agnostic meta learning now this has been introduced very recently as i mentioned it has been introduced in uh, 2017 and up until this point like it has shown uh, showcased like brilliant performance it has showcased a tremendous performance on various tasks the parameters of the model are trained in such a way that even a small a very small amount of uh, training data can lead to very good generalization of the tasks only a few iterations of gradient descent can lead to a very good generalization of the tasks now the question is that where is meta learning applicable so what are the applications of meta learning now meta learning can be applied in several fields uh, one such field is reinforcement learning meta learning can be applied in reinforcement learning now in the 1990s there was uh, this person called schmidt humer i'm pretty sure i'm pronouncing his name wrong his name is schmidt humer if you want to look him up, look him up you can this person what he achieved uh, was that he created a list of special instructions for changing of the policy itself okay this uh, this person were achieved that that a policy um, by application of meta learning can change the policy by itself okay it can learn the policy can learn how to learn now uh, there is a single lifelong trial to this the goal of the rl 
agent is to maximize the reward. Now what it does is that it uh, learns to accelerate reward intake by continually, continuously improving its own learning algorithm, uh, which is a part of the self-referential policy. Now what I mean by this is that the lifelong trial, the lifelong goal of a reinforcement learning algorithm is to maximize the reward. What Schmidt Huber had achieved that he managed to accelerate the reward intake by continuously improving the own learning, its own learning algorithm, its own uh, policy algorithm, which is part of the self-referential policy. Okay, self-referential meaning that it used the learning algorithm by its own. Okay, that's uh, referencing to yourself. It referenced itself and accelerated the reward intake continuously. Now, an extreme type of meta reinforcement learning, there is also an extreme type of meta reinforcement learning is embodied by the Godel machine. Okay, G-O-D-E-L, Godel machine. It's, it's actually pretty theoretical. Uh, the theoretical concept of a Godel machine is that uh, uh, it can inspect and modify any part of its own software which contains a general theorem prover. It can also achieve recursive self-improvement in a provably opti optimal way. Okay, that's what a Gotel machine does. It can achieve recursive self-improvement. That's the reason why it's uh, theoretical to this day. But it can be proved like it can achieve self-improvement in an optimal way. That's what the function of a Gotel machine does. It's an extreme form of meta reinforcement. Okay, now let's talk about the advantages of uh, meta learning. Now, meta learning offers more speed. Meta learning approaches can produce learning algorithms that can perform better than most handcrafted models. And the second, uh, the second advantage is that scaling is scaling. Now, meta learning can automate the process of choosing and fine-tuning algorithms. Now, thereby it can increase its potential to scale AI applications. And then our third part is less data required. Now, these approach what it this approach does is that it assists in the development of more general systems which can transfer knowledge from one context to another now what this does is that it reduces the amount of data that you require in solving problems in the new context now there's a paper for it too okay now, this paper is called meta learning for resampling recommendation systems okay i'll repeat the name of the paper once again if you want to look it up it's called meta learning for resampling recommendation systems. Okay, you can look it up if you want to. Now, what this does is that it resamples it. The concept it uses the concept of meta learning to resample recommendation systems. Okay, now recommendation systems, as you might know, that it it can be used to decide. Uh, various kinds of feeds and it can be of two types like uh, knowledge-based recommendation systems and content-based recommendation systems. It can be used to design feeds and optimal news feeds so that it can be much more personalized to us. That's what our recommendation system does. It recommends and it designs feeds and it recommends feeds. That's how you can describe it. It recommends feeds and recommends content. That's how you can describe recommendation systems now what this paper actually does is that uh, this paper um, uses the concept of uh, meta learning to build resampling recommendation systems that is which is uh, allowing uh, algorithms to resample data sets based on the basis of their properties 
Now, uh, usefulness of this is that the exhaustive search, the exhaustive search for optimal resampling, which is time consuming, is reduced. Okay, it is not going to consume a lot of time anymore because we have used the meta learning concept to resample the recommendation systems on the basis of their data sets and their properties. Okay, you can look this paper up if you want to. I'll repeat the name of the paper once again. It's called Meta Learning for Resampling Recommendation Systems. Now, what are the relevant applications of uh, Meta Learning? Now, Meta Learning algorithms are already in use, are already in use in various applications, some of which are fraudulent transaction detection, one of the uses of recommendation systems. Okay, it can be used to detect fraudulent transactions. The second application is image classification tasks. The third application is machine translation and other relevant model tasks. And the fourth relevant application is placeholder detection in images. Now, these are all the relevant applications that meta learning is currently being used in. Now, another example that comes to mind while talking about you know, meta learning is genetic algorithms. Now, Meta learning can be used in genetic algorithms as well. In fact, there is a paper. The name of the paper, the the name of the concept is neuroevolution. Okay, now neuroevolution. Let me explain. Neuroevolution is a form of artificial intelligence that uses evolutionary algorithms to generate artificial neural networks, parameters, topology, and rules. Okay, think about it. It's it's an evolutionary algorithm that can generate. It can generate neural networks. Okay, I'm stressing on it. It can generate neural networks, parameters, topology, and rules. Now, what neuroevolution is most commonly used in is artificial life, general game playing, and evolutionary robotics. Now, these are the few applications of uh, neuroevolution. Now, obviously, you can, uh, if you if you think about it, like. When I said to generate artificial neural networks, you can obviously uh, think about how it can be used in different meta learning applications. Like if I can generate artificial neural networks, obviously I can use neural networks as a stepping stone, as an underlying concept of meta learning. Now this is also one of the where also one of the places where uh, neuroevolution can be used and uh, subsequently, meta learning concept can be used as well to generate and design evolutionary algorithms and evolutionary life, evolutionary robotics, etc. etc. These can neuroevolution can be used. Okay, now uh, we are almost towards the end of the podcast. Now, in final thoughts, I would like to say uh, that. Uh, I, I do really want to see more research uh, being conducted in the field of meta-learning and uh, meta-learning being uh, combined with the different concepts in order to create more optimal and much more personalized solutions. Apart from uh, the applications that I just mentioned, for example, uh, genetic algorithm, neuroevolution and recommendation systems, apart from all these uh, fields, I really wish to see more research being conducted using meta learning on different other fields like, for example, biomedical applications, robotics applications, etc, etc. I do want to see those applications taking place. Uh, so uh, that will be all for now. Uh, I thank you all for listening and, uh, and I hope to see you all soon with uh, some more AI content. 
and up until that point keep listening thank you